The following episode contains adult content, so listener discretion is advised. The Eureka Podcast Network launches in October, a single audio feed to amplify the unheard voices of the motherload. Today, you'll hear a sneak peek from one of our new shows on the Eureka Podcast Network. If you would like to help with the production of the network, you can donate at queensofthemines.com. Eureka is spelled Y-O-U-R-E-K-A because this network belongs to you and you and you and you and you. Now, here's a sneak peek episode of my new show, Here Lies. It is recommended that you listen to this episode at the Sonora Masonic Cemetery. But I will not judge you if you don't. We are gathered here today for Here Lies, an audio tour podcast that guides you through the fascinating lives of the residents of the historic Gold Rush cemeteries in California. Known, but rarely heard, and I want you to know their stories. Today, we're talking about the Sonora Masonic Cemetery in downtown Sonora, California. I'm Andrea Anderson, the hostess of Queens of the Mines. And this is Here Lies, for who could put a price on a memory? The Sonora Masonic Cemetery is located at the crossroads of Otis and Cemetery at 185 Cemetery Lane, Sonora, California, in Tuolumne County. Disclaimer, this audio tour trail is off trail and you will be climbing a dirt hill. It is up to you how you enjoy this podcast. You can go take the walks and see the graves themselves or you can just close your eyes and imagine it, no matter where you are. In today's episode, we will meet Amador County's very first sheriff, a pioneer couple from Sonora, one of the most popular characters in Mark Twain's books, and more. I got my information from findagraveancestry.com and a new website I just found after I was finishing up the research for this season, I wish I would have found it before. It would have saved my own disabled booty a lot of work. History Hunters, the YouTube channel, and I highly recommend it, especially if you're an out-of-town listener and you want to see some of the headstones we're talking about. The Sonora Masonic Cemetery's first five burials were buried without markers, and they were all murder victims in robberies. We will start at the gate to the Sonora Masonic Cemetery. As you enter, turn to your left to face the cross street and the dome building in the distance. The Masonic Cemetery sign will be on your right. The largest monument that you see standing near the fence on the entrance road is where you're going. Go there. One of the victims of 18 years of unrequited toil and blighted hopes, who had the gentlest spirit ever bore its patient cross in weary exile, is the grave and simple Dick Baker, 
Pocket Miner of Den Horse Gulch. As we face the large Riverstone Monument, we meet our first guest. Here lies Jacob Richard Stoker, a pioneer resident of Tuolumne County and the man who built the original Mark Twain cabin on Jackass Hill near Tattletown. His heart was finer metal than any gold his shovel ever brought to light. Stoker became one of the most popular characters of Mark Twain's books, famed as Dick Baker, in Mark Twain's Roughing It, Jaybird and the Acorn, and Burning Shame. Through Twain's books, Stoker's true identity was partially lost. Dick fought in the principal battles in the Mexican War, coming to California in 1849 and Tuolumne County the following year. He died in this county in 1898 at 78 years old, and his burial resulted in the start of a chain of Mark Twain, Bret Hart markers throughout the Motherlode region. May we all cherish his memory and let it live on. Now, turn to face up the hill. Do you see the plot, Audgers? Head to it, but veer right, and walk between it and the flat headstone on the ground reading Epperson, and turn left and head right up the hill. To the left of the Ekman marker near the tree, Pass Folk, pass the angel statue, it should be on your left, and just a bit up the hill under the shading tree, you will find the cement plot engraved Kleinecke. Go there. And so we come together under this California sky to honor the life that Albert Henry Kleinecke had lived. He was an energetic and progressive citizen a devoted husband, and a kind and indulgent father. He came to the county in 1903 from the East, where he was born in Connecticut on the 15th of August, 1857. And in Connecticut, he had been a successful contractor. While a resident in Tuolumne County, he held the contract for the Tuolumne County and Oakdale High Schools, and Albert had been awarded the franchise for an electric railway from Oakdale through this county. It was a family affair for Albert's nephew, D.H. Steinmetz, was the manager of the Standard Lumber Company and the Sugar Pine Railway. When his arm received serious injuries in a runaway accident, he left for St. Luke's Hospital in San Francisco for treatment. Albert H. Klinicki died of blood poisoning at 50 years old on the 26th of August, 1907. It is here that we show honor to the memory of a life that touched many of us and must remain alive in our hearts. Now will the congregation kindly again turn to the left and make your way to the last shading tree where just past it you will see a tall, thin marker. In ever-loving memory of Dr. Mark Tyler Dodge, Mark Tyler Dodge was born in Connecticut on May 14, 1832, to Sophia Tyler and Dr. Jonathan Dodge. He came to California with his brother, Jonathan Washington Dodge. 
and Mark married Eliza Lawrence Rogers in 1855 in Jamestown, where he settled, had a few mining claims, and practiced medicine, curing many members of the locality. He was expelled from the Masons for unmasonic conduct, yet still buried here in the Masonic Cemetery after he passed away on December 15, 1866. May we smile because he has lived. Please stand and turn to face the top of the hill. You will notice a gated area in the upper left-hand corner of the lot. Please make your way into the gated area. We gather to give the gift of grief, to stand beside you in silence and not be uncomfortable with your tears to allow you the gift of mourning and not lose patience, for grief is nature's way of healing a broken heart. Here lies John and Bridget Finman Wolfling together again. A pioneer couple of Tuolumne County, John Wolfling arrived in the 1850s and was the leading butcher, a perfect master of everything pertaining to butchering an extensive landholder and stock raiser in this county. Bridget Finnan Wolfling, his wife, was a good woman who lived a Christian life coming to California from Ireland. John's home had burned down in the early Sonora fires in 1852. After attending his business as usual, on March 12, 1883, John complained of feeling unwell. He went home and took some simple medicine and went to bed to try to sleep. He slept for a long time and his continued sleeping quite attracted attention. Upon attempting to awaken him, he did not move. Dr. Walker being called came immediately and found he had been dead about a half an hour. Bridget died an aged pioneer woman the last member of a prominent family for years in this county. She had been a resident of Sonora for nearly 60 years. Her happiness and her faith enabled her to withstand the shock and sorrow occasioned by the death of all of those who were nearest and dearest to her. They are missed by everyone that knew them. As you exit the gated area, it is hard to miss the large mausoleum next door to the Wolfling's plot. You will notice it says Bell. Never met, never forgotten. On September 19, 1820, James Bell was born in Rutherford County, North Carolina, and received an education in Tennessee and taught agriculture. After he learned the carpenter trade he apprenticed himself to that of a millwright. He came to California in the fall of 1852 with his wife of five years, Marietta Smith and his brothers, Thomas and Andrew N. Bell. His brother erected the present courthouse as well as other buildings in Sonora. With the Heslet brothers, James constructed and operated a barley mill in Tuolumne. There had been a sawmill on Woods Creek, west from Sonora, and this sawmill was torn down and first made a barley mill and then a grist mill was erected. 
The job was completed in the late summer of 1854, and that is Mr. Bell's flour mill that stands. A year later, Joseph Hessler, his building partner, was murdered. In 1861, Mr. Bell invested largely in wheat, and the rise in price after purchase made him quite a fortune. Bell took his wife for a trip through the old countries and to the World's Fair in London in 1862 with his earnings. May his memory be eternal. We continue to the top of the hill by passing between the Bell Mausoleum and the Wolfling Gate. Tucked away against the fence near the neighboring home is our next guest. As you walk and find him, let me sing a part of my elementary school alma mater. See the town with the old sawmill where the kids from Soulsby Hill. Living here is mighty fine, named for Ben Soulsby's old gold mine. Come see us if you will. An inspiration to all, here rests Ben Soulsby and his family. Ben came with his parents to California from Pennsylvania in 1851. He was 11. The next year, Ben was hunting down a family cow that had wandered away when he stumbled upon some gold. He told his father who, upon investigation, found a rich vein of ore near the surface of the ground. Young Ben was excited and wanted to stake his claim at once. However, he was too young, so his father took it up for him. It was the discovery of the famous Soulsby Mine. Soulsbyville was the first community in Tuolumne County to be founded entirely upon the operation of a load mine. The first to work the mine were a group of hard rock miners from Cornwall, England, and they arrived in 1858. The town produced $6.5 million worth of gold by 1900. At the intersection of Community Drive and Soulsbyville Road, Mr. Soulsby built and ran a lumber mill. Soulsbyville School was private for its first four years, and the public school was established in 1869. By May 1877, Soulsbyville had two general stores, a meat market, a school church, three booming saloons, and several boarding houses. May Ben Soulsby forever remain in our hearts. Now, please turn to the brick crypt behind you to the right. Circle around to the front of it, passing by Major R.R. Balls, a fireman and at one point, the mayor of Sonora. Just behind the holes in the front of the crypt, Otis Edmund Greenwood rests in peace. Born March 4, 1829 in Massachusetts and arriving in Sonora, California as early as 1860. In 1866, Otis earned the job as the assistant editor for the Union Democrat. He was a man of education and ability. As a lawyer, he had few superiors in the state. Otis eventually owned a beautiful hotel called the United States Hotel 
in Sonora, located where the courthouse park is today. He was a well-known gentleman and one of the oldest local citizens when he expired at his residence after a brief illness on January 15, 1929. He was 99 years old. He left a wife and an infant child together with a host of friends to mourn his loss. He was a genial, warm-hearted social man, generous and liberal to any fault. May he be remembered with love. Now, I invite you to walk around the cemetery wherever you please, but making your way back to the large marker of the first guest, the friend of Mark Twain's. I have a story to tell and sadly, no headstone to match it. We may never know where the following guest was buried. We just know it is somewhere on this hill under an oak tree. Address unknown. In 1854, Amador County named its very first Sheriff William H. Phoenix, an open-hearted man holding malice to no one. He was born in New York in 1823 and was only in office about a year when the 32-year-old man died in the line of duty while attempting to apprehend the bandits responsible for the Rancheria Massacre in Amador County on August 12, 1855. He had been in poor health at the time of the hunt for the bandits. He was told to rest upon reaching Jackson. Phoenix refused to rest stating that his presence was needed due to the disturbed condition of the county and that if he declined going after the criminals, that he knew his courage would be called into question. Out of all the men who took part in hunting down the criminals responsible for the Rancheria massacre, Sheriff Phoenix is one that we should never forget and always pay our respect to. He gave the ultimate sacrifice, his life in pursuit of justice. To date, he is the only sheriff of Amador County to die in the line of duty. And here we leave him, winter after winter. The snow from the yonder Sierras will drift upon his grave until spring, returning scatters of flowery wreaths. But he whose bones lie beneath an old oak, now that his soul is home again, has no need of a memorial. Deep peace of the quiet earth to you, Sheriff Phoenix. Now we end our service at the headstone of George Carroll Bush, who rests directly next to Richard Stoker, our first resident of the tour. This man, George Bush, was Sonora's longest running saddle and harness maker a 30-year career starting pre-1860. Sonora had a major commercial district fire on the 7th of August in 1861 and George's shop was burned. His losses equated to $2,500. In today's money, that would equal over $78,000. George's new shop was rebuilt on Washington Street, right next to today's 
Courthouse Park. His partner and he were the sole advertisers for their trade in Sonora in the Pacific Coast Directory of 1867. George Carroll Bush died on October 28, 1890, and was buried right here the day after his death. He was 76 years old. There shall be no darkness nor dazzling, but one equal light, no noise, no silence, but one equal music. Thank you for joining me today. For who could put a price on a memory? Join us next time on Here Lies. The Eureka Podcast Network and Here Lies will launch October 2020. If you want to help with the production of the network, you can donate at queensoftheminds.com. Now, may you go in peace and serve the world.